baby girl, I can make you a bill. <laughs> Hey guys, my name is Lydia and I love love and everything to do with self-discovery, self-development and empowering positivity and healthy living. Welcome to Unplug, a podcast series where I chat with interesting people about their careers, their life and their families. I'll be your host every fortnight so make sure that you stay tuned and follow me on Instagram at Lydia Noella with three A's at the end and follow as well Unplugged official we will be posting every week so if you miss a week don't worry you can always come back so make sure that you subscribe that you share this video this episode to your friends your family to anyone who has an ear to listen send it to them and i'll be more than happy to send you a gift of more podcasting so let's get into the podcast Inwari here. I said it right. Inwari. Yeah, right. No, that was Inwari because last time I said I was gonna call you Inwari on my podcast. Fought. Yeah, we almost fought. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited to have you here. You. So how have you been? How's life? Life is great. I'm alive. Yes, that's the best part of it. I'm doing good. I'm healthy. I'm on a really great creative flow. Resting as well. But other than that, no. Life is amazing. Can't yeah, I've, I've seen your work on Instagram and Thank I'm a you. fan. Because I remember uh, like the first time like we met, like all together, you had all these plans. And we did the little photo shoot, um, I think it was like in Red... Redfern. Redfern. Station, yeah. Redfern Station. That was so messy. Yeah, so unorganized <laughs> um, on my part, as usual. Um, but yeah, that was really awesome. And you talked to me like about what your activity online and how you wanted to, you know, to, to do that in Sydney. Because yeah. you were doing it back in Rwanda. You started doing it in Rwanda. True, true. Yeah. yeah, so can you just talk to us like a little bit about how you got into, you know, your creativity and stuff like that? Well, okay, I'll start from 2016 when I first started uni. So yeah. I just I met a friend who was into photography, car photography, and he was into road trips. He's like one of my best friends right now. Yeah. And slowly he pulled me into photography. So I bought my first camera. We did road trips and everything, yeah. you know? And slowly. Was this in Rwanda? No, here in Australia. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but that time, that's when I first bought my first camera. And I was still learning how to use a camera, uh, learning like we were going on road trips and that. But when it comes to creativity and trying to get into the creative industry, that started in Rwanda mm-hmm. in 2017 when I went there for summer holidays. Mm-hmm. And when I went there, it was actually amazing because I, get, I got to be a lot of um, creative, running creatives, youth ones especially. Yeah. And I got to speak with them, hang out with them and also create a couple of things. And which inspired me to keep on creating and hence I came back to Sydney and that continued in 2018 yeah. and it's been on the flow ever since then, ever since then. I can see, yeah. I can see you now, like how many followers do you have on Instagram now? <sighs> I don't really, okay, yes. I do. <laughs> you I don't do. check, <laughs> oh, you're so humble. <laughs> no, no, I do, I do. It's 3.6, which is good. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, the number, to me, the, the number does not matter. It's just the number of supporters that matter. You have a lot of supporters. Like you have like, well, yeah, yes. almost thousands of people are sharing your stuff. So True. you might not have like some people. I don't think go and follow, but they're following what you're doing yes. regardless. And that's what I've realized. Cause like I, when I I used to do YouTube, mm-hmm. I need to go back on it. But I used <laughs> to do YouTube, and um, 
and I, at first I got like really like down because like I was only getting like a hundred views mm -hmm. and then like I was speaking to my sister and she's like if those hundred people were just in a room with you how many like that's a lot of people, a lot of people so yeah. I started having perspective and obviously the, the numbers grew mm -hmm. but before that it used to be like an issue for me it used to be like oh why am I creating all this content and no one's gonna see it because mm -hmm. I feel like as an artist when you're creating something you want people to see what you've done you know True. you want them to like recognize it and whether they give you good or bad feedback you still you know you still want to see that someone saw what you you know you you spent your time on yeah yeah so apart from that like we'll come back to that okay. how's how's everything recently like you were working on i saw that you're working on well i've been following and i'm one of your supporters yeah. you already know this already yes know. um on um men do not cry men i said all right. Said right. Said right i was getting scared i was like oh my god what do i say <laughs> yeah so how did you come up with the, can you just talk to us a little bit about how the concept came about and why you felt um that you needed to do that uh -huh. okay so men do not cry is a blog i wrote back in 2000 last year sorry 2019 around September, November, mm -hmm. around that time, but I didn't release it till like February. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I kept on building on it, and the re what inspired me to keep on writing on it was because I believe during the time I was writing it, I was going through a moment where I and wasn't sincerely about crying, but it was also about talking to someone mm -hmm. and expressing how I was actually feeling, and I did not understand or even know how to be vulnerable and speak out to somebody because. I do like to be vulnerable, but to a certain point, mm -hmm. but also that, that shelters me as well. Yeah. So I was like, okay, great. I, am, I, I know I'm not the only man or only person who finds it really hard to open up or cry. So I was like, okay, great. What is a blog I can write? What is something I can write about that talks about my experiences and other people's experiences at the same time and could share a story? So then I, I actually wrote that blog on the train from Wollongong to Sydney. Oh, so <laughs> Wollongong is where the magic happens. Yeah, on the <laughs> no, on the train is where the magic happens. <laughs> so, on the train from from Wollongong to Sydney is like you barely get any connections on your phone. So the thing you can do is write. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I wrote the blog, and then yeah, created it, kept it in my phone. I did not share it with anyone until I met my amazing friend um, Kobla, Richmond Kobla Dido from Ghana. Yeah, um, so he's a photographer. Yes, he's yeah. a photographer. Mm -hmm. So yes, I shared it with him. I think we met at an, at an event. I shared it with him, he, lo he loved it. He's like, great, let me create something with that. Mm -hmm. In less than 24 hours later, he sent me a uh, mood board on Pinterest. He's like, oh, this is what I came up with, it, right? And you're like, I was like, okay, that was quick, <laughs> that was quick. So, um, yeah, shared it with him, and then from there we kept on talking, staying in touch, how we can bring this to life, mm -hmm. and then, wait, I, did I answer your question, or am I, am I keep on going? Uh, keep going, keep going. but uh, the question is, what did the, yeah, so you're telling me about how you got to, you know, making that yeah. whole thing, you know, yeah. that whole um, creative concept. Concept, yeah, yeah. How, how it came to life. Yeah. And then from there, we went to an event called Afri-Capitals, where literally there was just random creatives yeah. okay so what we did was we're like great so all we're gonna do is we're gonna pitch our idea to people mm -hmm. so we literally walked around africa the africa event and airdropped the piece yeah. to people like here is what it wrote 
would you like to be part of it? Would you like to be part of it? Would you like to be part of it? Some said yes, some said no. Great. We had a good number of five people who loved to be part of it. Yeah. And then we we met up a group chat, obviously, and then we got together. We we created. We did. We, we did what? You um, smashed it. We smashed it. Ooh. You brought us alive. And then the best part. Oh my god. We also wanted the film side of it. Okay, so so you, okay, so you had the script like the script writing, I had it, yeah. and then you did like a photo shoot. Yes. But you didn't think you were then gonna make like a video. No, I did not know. Uh, I didn't know I was not. I, I didn't know I was gonna make a film. I just, I just. I actually thought the whole concept was to make the film. No, it was not part of it. Even, the, even the photography part of it yeah. wasn't even part of the concept. Yeah. It was just the writing because usually I do write and I, I put up a lot on my website mm-hmm. and the concept was to write as, as just a plain blog like I, like I normally do and then share it with everybody and yeah. then people share it around like it, comment on it and that. Mm-hmm. Until I was like, this is a powerful blog. Yeah. Why don't I create something bigger than just writing? So mm-hmm. that's when I shared it with Cobbler because um, I do do photography, yeah. but I do like to see other people's perspective on, on it. it. Yeah. So this is why I wanted somebody else's perspective on it. Yeah. Like Cobbler. And he's amazing. Ooh, he is talented. He is amazing. I've seen his work. I'm always posting him. Yeah. yeah. He is wow. He, and he's a really humble person. So yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Cobbler is the best person for this. Then I shared it with Kobla. And then when it came to the film part of it, I do the videos, but still, yeah. I love to see people's perspective on it. Yeah. So I was like, great, why don't I just work with the team? And then I got one of my close friends I met last year around March. She's yeah. called Elise Musa. Okay. And she is she is a she is a creative as well. She likes to do she likes um, filming, so she does a lot of film and also film photography. Mm-hmm. But, and um, and she's she's um Sudanese. Sudanese Egyptian, okay. yes, if I'm not wrong, yeah. And I wanted her perspective on it as well, yeah. right? And not just a perspective from another artist, but a female's perspective exactly. on the topic yeah. men do not cry. Mm-hmm. And then shared it with her. So what she did is she came to the photo shoot and we created magic, and that's what happened, honestly. That was amazing. That was that's amazing. Yeah. And I like that you, you started off by writing, yeah? So you had this whole idea in your head. Yeah. And then it's amazing then to see other people come in there and then, you know, create that, Im- like, you know, from what you've written down. Yeah. That's powerful. Like, words create. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Words do. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, so for me, like, I didn't know that that was the whole story behind, you know, that whole concept. And I hope people do listen to this because, you know, they get to have, like, a, you know, more in-depth understanding of where all, the, all of that came from. Yes. So, um, the topic that I wanted to focus on was um, let's get personal because I'm doing this whole series on let's get personal. So, like people opening up, yeah. So, I spoke to my friend last week and then I was like a few weeks ago and then I was like, you know what? It's easy for girls to open up and just be honest and to be emotional. Mm -hmm. And, um, but when it comes to guys, in my, you know, in my understanding, I feel like it's a bit harder to get them to like open up. Or even when, like for example you're in a relationship with a guy you can be in a relationship with a guy and everything is good but as soon as it starts getting personal and it starts getting you know you're having all those questions yeah. they seem to like shut down but they want you to open up uh-huh. true so <laughs> <laughs> so the question no okay so my question is why i don't know you can give your perspective and obviously you're a guy so you you have more understanding of what a guy's thought is okay. than i would um, so what would you say, why do you think guys, <clears throat> when it gets personal or when it gets to them opening up about their hurt or how they've been, 
you know, through things, that it's harder for them to open up. Okay. Guys, you better listen up, okay? Because I'm going to tell you my perspective on it. And if you do have a comment about it, literally just comment down below. <laughs> so, alright. Um, so, I would backtrack it to, honestly, childhood, because that's where we all inherit a lot of our habits or a lot of traits that we have come along with to, mm-hmm. to today. Yeah. Uh, at a young age, definitely, you're, you're the guy, so you definitely get strong, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say, if you fall down, you cry, the first reaction, probably your dad or your uncle will tell you, eh, <laughs> boys, don't, boys do not cry, yeah. you're, you're a strong man, do not cry, yeah, right? Stand up. Stand up, wipe your tears, Yeah. cool. At a young age, you're like, okay, great. If I ever fall down or something happens, I'm not, please, I'm just gonna hold them back. I'm yeah. not gonna show my emotions that I got hurt or mm-hmm. all this happened to me. So, and then if you keep being in that kind of environment until you grow up, then certain things that kind of like say death, right? I will not wish death upon anybody, but let's say something like strong as death, right? And, and let's say that male friend is closer to that person who lost their life, mm-hmm. then that person is usually, if something little as them getting hurt, they can keep it keep it to themselves. Yeah. Something like that. They'll hold it they'll hold it inside and not, not mention it because they've they've got accustomed yeah. to um, not showing their pain or not showing their emotions and they're just gonna keep quiet about it, right? And also at the same time is you do not uh, as men we do not want to show our weakness mm-hmm. when it comes to showing our emotions. So when you show emotions and we're vulnerable that guy's weak. Yeah. That guy's weak. Even you guys do it to each other, you're like, yeah. yeah. Did you see him cry? He's like, well, that, guy, that guy's a weakling. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a weakling. That guy is crying. So, it, it, as well, it's it's all part of the surrounding your pile, right? Yeah. But I've noticed if a person is willing to open up or willing to learn or understand themselves mm-hmm. and they're around a community or a surrounding that allows them to be vulnerable, yeah. then there is no resistance to towards that so you think it's um so you're saying like the reason why they don't open up sometimes it's also because of the environment that, the, that they're in yes so there are places there are positions or situations that a man will open up or yeah. a guy will open up 100 so it's not that you know guys are just stuck and no. they're just not going to share how they feel try this so if you I, i'm going to be honest if you get into a relationship with a guy the first couple months or years, it's gonna be hard for that guy to open up. Yeah. But later on, um, during those years you guys are together, you're gonna notice he has cut down a couple of traits and he's being more vocal now and speaking up and also expressing himself, right? Mm-hmm. And that is because why? He has he has been comfortable with being with you in that surrounding and knows that him being vulnerable is not a weakness or him not letting off his guards for you to attack him or for you to use that against, against him, him yeah. but as well for you to understand him mm-hmm. so i do I, I do believe men could be vulnerable yeah but as well it's obviously one the surrounding to a trait or a habit they've they've, um, they've carried on throughout their childhood or throughout things they've gone um, throughout their life yeah or three um them being in a lot of toxic um let's say situations and it's honestly, I always, I always say it's the surrounding and also things we've inherited. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I agree. Because, like, I, my brother is the only, like, boy in our family. Yeah. So, he's surrounded by four girls. Mm-hmm. And he's he's emotional, but at the same time, he sometimes, I don't, okay, once, oh, I don't know if I should share this, Steve. <laughs> Steve is going to come and attack me. But um, I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> but, because, um, like, him 
being born in a family of a lot of girls, he knows how to be emotional. Yeah. But he also knows how to be strong yeah. because of my dad. Because my dad's a man's man. Mm-hmm. He's very like you know. Um. But at the same time, like. He's grown up thinking like, because he's the only boy, he needs to protect his sisters. Yeah. Even though I'm older than him and my sister's older than him, he feels like I need to protect them. He feels like he needs to take on this pressure, especially in African, like coming from an African mm. family, especially Burundi and Rwanda, like Urumugabo, stand up, you know. Yeah. Mugode, like, you know, it's as if like being a woman. Is an insult. Is an insult or something weak as fuck. Yeah, yeah, even like even girls, even girls sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> even girls sometimes are like, oh, that girl, no mugabo. Yeah. You know what I mean? As if it's a compliment that uh, she's like she's a man. That means um she's a man or he's a man, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, as if like to be a man, you have and you're not showing your weakness or you're not showing that you're hurt is like a good thing. Mm-hmm from where we come from um and I, I don't know if it's because we come from like very traumatic you know environments where like if you came out stronger or came out without letting those things kind of define you like war and stuff like that then you must be strong so some people feel like you know what i need to like keep this front where like i'm happy all the time and it's impossible to be like happy 24 7. impossible and i feel like um i can't like i feel like with a lot of like um guys that i've come across it's like for me for some reason like i could talk to them if they if we if we are just friends you know what i mean like they're happy to open up yeah. but as soon as you're in a relationship with this person it's like boom it's shutting down yeah. but they want you to open up they want you to be like oh yeah this is how i feel like and so they can be like it's okay, I got you. Okay. Oh, I have the answers. Yeah. But they don't even have the answers because they're struggling inside. Yeah. So how do you guys deal with like depression? Like how, like I, I feel like we, like we all go through that whole mental, like you wake up and then in the morning you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I'm not as happy as I, oh, yes, I, I was yesterday. Yeah. And sometimes like you don't, have a, you don't have to have a reason as to why you're upset. Yeah. That's one thing I've come to realize. It's like, I don't have to have an explanation for every feeling that I have. Sometimes I'm just like really happy for no reason. And sometimes I'm just like really like sad. That numb stage, right? Yeah. yeah. So how do you, how do guys deal with it? Mm, okay. The toxic way or the healthy way? Tell me both. <laughs> Share both. All right, the toxic way is when, obviously when, you, when you're dealing with a, a, a hard thing, let's say with depression, so I will like, talk about like the generalized thing that definitely does happen so definitely you're gonna get into let's say gambling right or you're gonna get into drinking or smoking or definitely hanging around the wrong crew or um so if you're smoking definitely you um you staying high numbs numbs the pain for a certain amount of a certain amount of minutes right mm-hmm. and and you want to stay on that flow because you don't want to feel right yeah, so you're yeah. gonna keep on getting, like high, keep on yeah. getting high or people who, who like popping pills great they're gonna keep popping pills popping pills so they cannot feel and to the part where they sleep when they sleep they wake up and it's a routine mm-hmm. right and if it's not that it's drinking great tonight we're drinking tomorrow we're drinking the next day after we're drinking we're gonna keep on drinking yeah so to keep the mind busy occupied yeah. occupied so they do not think so mm-hmm. during that moment for some for for, for let's say a male who's going through that situation of mental health and depression um, a minute or a moment of solitude can literally cause a lot of harm to them Honestly, I, would, if, if, I think it's a lot of people, not only men, so yeah, yeah. I mean, also, it can cause a lot of harm because it's going to come up with a lot of questions that you don't have answers to and you feel like you need to answer them for you to be okay. Mm-hmm. 
but you literally don't always have the answer. You don't always have to have right? the answer, yeah. So that's one of the toxic ways. So, um, so yeah, drugs or um, gambling or even they start expressing their anger, right? And it is not, and when they express their anger towards somebody else, it is not that person who made them angry, mm-hmm. but it's literally all the emotion that's boiling up deep inside yeah. them. And I like to use the, like the boiling water the- theory yes. that I made up. Oh, you made it up. I, I don't know if I made it up or probably just spoken about it before, but uh, the, the boiling pot theory is kind of like, okay, so think, okay? So mm-hmm. close your eyes right now, guys, and think, okay? I'm closing my eyes. Great. Yeah. You're the pot, okay? The emotions within you is the water, okay? You have a lid on top of you, which is your mouth, okay? Your mouth is the lid. Great. So, whenever you're going through a hard situation and you don't know how to do with your emotions, definitely the lid is closed, so the water is going to keep on boiling and boiling because of all that heat. And that heat is all the pain, the emotions, um, the stress, or the life decisions that you have to make during that moment. So, it's going to keep on boiling that water, right? And when, you, when the water's boiling, obviously the molecules there are clashing against each other i'm not gonna get into chemistry but yeah so when that happens obviously that's your yeah. emotions your anger your decision making that are all clashing towards each other and for that water to cool down the first thing you're going to do is open the lid right for the water to stop boiling in the pot you're going to open the lid and when you open that lid that lid is your mouth remember that so when you open that lid make sure the thing that comes out is not something bad like an insult bad words or you don't even have to release that that um, that boiling water with with uh, with your mouth but even through your hands or your or your your, your actions and that mm-hmm. so i think you can open you can open your mouth but you know being in an open type of way in a healthy way so you're opening your mouth so you're speaking towards somebody and obviously that would help or ease down the emotion that's boiling deep down the side of you and it, it, it cools it down. I'm not saying it, it makes it disappear, but it cools it down. So definitely you're trying to cool that, that water down in the pot, right? So speaking up does help so much. Yeah. Speaking up towards a person. Yeah. Um, a healthy way of get um, getting over depression, like I said, speaking up towards somebody who you feel safe around. You feel mm-hmm. safe telling your emotions. If it's a female, if it's a male, if it's your mother, if it's your sister, if it's your cousin, if it's your ex... Mm-hmm. If it's whoever, if it's whoever your neighbor, it is that you can open up to, even just... even a stranger. Yeah. Because I I've had a situation. <laughs> literally, I had a situation where I, I was I went for sunrise and then I met a stranger who was crying. Yeah. I remember his name. He's called Jeremy, and he was crying that he had a lot of expectations from his family and he comes from a really ed- ed- educated, wealthy Asian family. Yeah. And they have expectations towards the male side of the family. You're supposed to be successful. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be having these simple nine to five jobs it's supposed to be a corporate job or something like mm-hmm. that and that's why he was telling me like i have a lot of expectations for my parents and then i have expectations for my girlfriend that i have to be settled and i told him bro take it one step at a time he cried i'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding he cried because <laughs> you said because i told him yeah. take it one step at a time yeah. i know you are feeling this type of way yeah. literally i'm feeling that type of way as well mm. but take it one step at a time and solve one issue after the other but if you're trying to tackle the expectations from your parents and then your girlfriend and then you as well it's going to hit it's you too hard. many yeah you end up not pleasing anyone at all yes. including yourself yes mm-hmm. so a healthy way would be speaking up towards even a stranger because they don't know you the only thing i know about jeremy is 
his expectations from his parents and his girlfriend, nothing else. I don't know anything about his life, so that's mm-hmm. good. Um, second, therapy. I haven't gone to therapy. I've gone to therapy. <laughs> I've gone to therapy. Yes. I highly recommend it. I told you. Why would you recommend it to a male? The reason, reason, okay. The reason why, I think you're meeting up with a stranger who knows nothing. Like you just said, Jeremy probably felt more comfortable to open up to you than he would have with someone else in his life. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. People are different. But for me, I realize like I'm this, like I have a, I have trouble opening up to people and telling them how I truly feel. Even when I'm trying to explain to someone how I feel, I go around the circle, we'll get there like, I don't know when. We yeah. never get to the point. Um, so I remember just, like I said in my last um, podcast, I remember meeting up with, getting recommended to see a therapist mm-hmm. i didn't want to see them so it wasn't by choice the first time but right now like i would I, i'm thinking of going back to therapy and getting that because you're with someone who doesn't know anything about you so they have perspective so yeah. they they look at the over depending on what you're saying to them and how you're going to open up mm-hmm. they're just there to listen yeah. they don't even speak they're there to listen yeah so he has like, like I said last time, he had a book and he would just scribble. And then I remember him writing. So I thought he was analyzing me and I was like, you're analyzing me. <laughs> and he gave me perspective because like when I sat there with him, he, he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. And I was telling him, I was 18 at the time. Okay. I was telling him about all my, how my life sucks basically. Mm-hmm. How nothing goes right for me, how everything was wrong. I was so, like, I never, like, I was one of those people who didn't believe in depression. Oh. <laughs> Depression until it hit me, and then I was like, "What is this? Like all these emotions?" And I didn't know what to do with them because, like, I didn't want to go and tell my parents because, like, I feel like sometimes, like, what I tell them, they're like, "You should be grateful for this and that and this and that." Because, like, from like I said, where my family comes from, where our families come from, they went through traumatic stress, like war, going like my family was like refugees at one point, so they've seen like a lot of bad things. So when it comes to me complaining when I have everything that they see they think of as being a blessed life to them they don't understand what I'm talking about when I say I'm feeling like this they're like why you have a car you have a bed to sleep on you have food to eat and I'm like yes but that's not enough like you know what I mean that's not enough and um, so I couldn't talk to them and um, I could talk to my sister but it would just be her maybe joining me in crying about her life we're helping each other and i couldn't speak to my brother because my brother would just be like leave me alone so i was like okay so i went to this therapist and i told him everything and uh, it didn't just happen like that Mm. i went there and he would just say how do you feel as soon as he said that yeah i listened i listened to your podcast boom i cried i cried and um i didn't realize how like people have asked me that and i never cried i think it's because i knew what he represented he represented Mm. something i have to open up i have to open up um so the reason why i would recommend it to a guy is because this person doesn't know anything about you Mm -hmm. this person doesn't expect you to be strong this person doesn't expect you to have your life figured out he doesn't expect you to be to be in a relate a successful business successful relationship they have no expectation of you yeah. their job is just to sit there and to listen mm. and then when you have someone who does all they all they pay to do is just listen i feel like even at just what they represent as well you go there and for some reason, I don't know what it's in, what's in that room, you just feel like opening up. Like I said, when I went there, they had all these uh, questions about like, oh, are you, are you suicidal? Are you feeling like, you know, this? And I was like ticking, no, 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 I don't want to kill myself. <laughs> I can, like, you know, even when I get like a little pin, I feel like, oh my God, like yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. So no, I don't want to die. Um, I don't 
you know, I don't feel like, uh, you know, self-harm, but at the same time, I'm in a lot of pain, yeah. you know? There's nothing worse than feeling a lot of pain and not understanding why yeah. you're feeling the way you're feeling. So like, I feel like for guys who deal with issues of finding out how to open up, I think that's a great step. I think it's the first step to being in a place where you actually open up to everyone. You feel safe, yes. You gotta, and you gotta build that safe zone. Safe it's, zone, it's yeah. Not, it's not just anyone you open up to. Exactly. And everything in that room as well is confidential. He's not allowed to go and tell his colleagues. He yeah. can't call your mom and be like, unless you're about to like, commit suicide, then that's a whole different thing. That's a whole yeah. different topic. Yeah. But in, 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 in terms of like you as a person and everything you've opened up to, you know, he is not going to go and use that against you. He's there to listen mm -hmm. and to give you the best advice that he yeah. can give you with an open mind, yeah. you know, not closed mind because everyone is objective, even your friends, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll give you answers because they know the type of person you are. Yeah. But we have to remember that we are different people to different people. True. You know what I mean? We, and that's what I think. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I have realized. Like, I'm not the same person I am with you, mm -hmm. with my brother, with my parents, with other people. I'm di I'm I'm different depending on who I'm with. So they they like me telling them how I feel. They'll give me their view of that person that I am at that moment when I'm with them. And if I go to someone else, they'll give me a different you know perspective. But therapy. You go there, you open up, this guy doesn't know you, this like a woman doesn't know anything about you. So I, rec I recommend it, especially for you. Yeah, but it is something I'm going to reflect on. And something which you is, think about. Yeah, which is, which is better than nothing. Yeah. So if, if it's going to make me reflect on it and actually make that step, which is good. Uh, my last or one of the points I really had to say is um, for an individual to find a healing process. Mm -hmm. So we all have different healing processes, right? Yeah. And mine, I found one of my healing processes, which is writing, mm -hmm. and which came out to me, Do Not Cry, mm -hmm. or one of my other powerful blogs, which is called Voices in My Head. Yeah. And yeah, but my healing process is writing, and somebody else's healing process is totally different. Yeah. And I noticed this how toxic I was. Right, so um, you know how like if you come from a religious family, they're gonna tell you if you have an issue, you have to sing. Yeah, go Simpson. pray. Go pray. <laughs> go pray to the Lord. Yeah. He'll help you. Yeah. And that, if you come from a um, wealthy family, they said we'll pay for anything for you to get better. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. We all have, we def probably because that person that wealthy family they say I'll pay for your therapy, and therapy does not help them. Mm -hmm. Then something else does help them. <clears throat> and with me, my my healing process is writing. And I as well became part of that trait of go do this, go write, mm -hmm. right? So I would tell I would tell some of my friends, have you tried writing? Uh, <laughs> have you tried giving? Because when, yeah. when you put your thoughts on paper, yeah. it actually makes it does make it clear for yeah. me, mm -hmm. right? It does make it clear for me um, to <coughs> to speak up when I do put my thoughts on paper. Mm -hmm. But it's different for everybody else. Yeah. So I would say for people to find out your healing process yeah. and how do you find that out is by trying everything everything honestly try everything, try everything. so how did you how did you get into writing Ooh. 14. july 2014. oh yes i'll say around 5th of july today so i was writing uh, before that but like short quotes yeah poems yeah. But this is high school, right? Mm -hmm. And I was a science student, so writing is totally different from science. Yeah. So I would write at the back of my book, and then I had a situation in 5th of July 2014, and then I, I did all the writing on my table. Give me a second. <laughs> Boy, sick. 
Corona. Hey, Corona. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a lot of writing on my table during that time. Yeah. And I literally poured out my heart on the table. I wrote down. I ran out of space, man. I didn't have anywhere to write. And I was doing an exam during that time. So I wrote the, I wrote the back of my, my writing sheet. Yeah. Right? And the teacher came to collect the writing sheet. Obviously, I teed up the part where I was writing all my emotions and I gave her nothing. Mm. So, and then um, I spoke to my friend about after, the day after that, what I wrote on the table. And that's when, that's when I started opening up. 2014 and it was one of my best friends she's called Khadija she's in Ottawa she gave me this ring mm-hmm. I've heard it since 2014 yeah. and it does remind me of that of that, that day oh that wow moment. yeah that's how I can't forget that day um, yeah so I started writing ever since then writing and writing writing so personal I used to write, write personal stuff not sharing mm-hmm. I started sharing 2018 somewhere around October October 10th, 2018, that's when I started sharing on my WordPress, right? And I understood that I do go through things or I do speak to people who are going through certain situations mm-hmm. and we're not the only people and there's other people going through it. Yeah. So be writing and sharing it will help somebody else in that certain situation to, to be to feel that they are understood, that they are being acknowledged and they're not the only ones. Exactly. So that, that actually is what inspired me to write. And it's healing for me, so yeah, that's amazing. Keep on writing because, like, for me, I do I don't do writing, but I do journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just sitting down and just writing everything that happened in the day, or things that I'm wanting, or things that I'm grateful for. So it's kind of like a gratitude book. So, um, I started doing it like when in 2017, 17, yeah. 16, 17. Um, and that was because that was after I broke up with like my ex. Man, I was shattered. <laughs> I was shattered. I was like, oh my God, my first love has broke my heart. Yeah. And I felt so angry, but I didn't know why I was angry. So I, I, I took writing because I, I started writing these things down and I felt like it was just things coming. Like I felt so good knowing like, I could read this and this is what I was feeling but before that it was like I was feeling all these things but I couldn't identify what these things were you know what I mean and when I started writing like even writing things that are making me angry things that I'm like things I need to change about myself because sometimes we're always like oh this person needs to change this person is the reason why I'm sad Mm. this is the person is the reason why I can't open up but really it's all to do with you things that you need to deal with and like for me I said that I I always say that in order for you to be able to appreciate other people or to be able to love people or to be able to to do anything for others you need to be able to love love yourself and see that in yourself just like the kettle when you were saying it I was like yeah that's so interesting how do you how do you define self-love how do I define self-love that's interesting that's a good question I think for me personally I think self-love is being able to love myself unconditionally with the good and the bad that yeah. comes with me, but love myself enough to know that I deserve to be better yeah. than those bad things that I have of myself. Meaning like there are certain things about me that I can change mm-hmm. and then certain things that I can't change that are still bad, but yeah. I can't change them. Yeah. Actually, they might not be bad. Okay, yeah, they could be bad. Like for example, it could be a body image, maybe something that I don't really appreciate about myself that I look at and I'm like, oh, I don't really like that part of me. But it's about learning to love myself enough and to love that part that I don't love and to know that that makes me me and makes me as an individual. Mm. But then there are things that about me that I, I, I have like traits maybe or the way that I speak or the way that I act maybe in situations. That's me, but there are things that I can do to change the things. Maybe like temper, let's say if I have temper, 
I do have temper sometimes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like being able to understand that if I am in a position where I am feeling bad, I need to learn ways to love myself enough to do things to change that so that I can continue loving myself. I think self-love for me, what I do is self-development. Mm. It's becoming a better version of myself. Mm. I think that's what self-love is. You've gotten better actually. The way you see yourself, yeah, it has changed. Has changed? Has changed. Has changed. Has changed. Oh, okay. You used, to, you used to see yourself in a toxic way, but now it has reduced. Oh. Now you have accepted the things that you cannot change. Yes. And, and trained your mind or your soul or yourself to accept yourself for who you are. So. I appreciate that. I can see why that guy cried. Is it Jeremy? Jeremy. <laughs> I feel like crying now. I feel like he just spoke to my soul. <laughs> But what, what would, how, how do you define um, self-love? Self-love, ooh, good question. So I must literally my definition, there's a lot of definitions, but... There are many, yes. Yeah, but I'd say self-love, wow. Um, like you said, loving, so, loving who you are, mm-hmm. right? But I would go by accepting myself in the situation I am in, or the situations I was in before, or how I could be afterwards, and knowing that it doesn't last for long, right? Mm. Whatever I'm going to, it doesn't last for long. So that I should accept myself during that time and be and like be caring to myself, like how I'll be caring to somebody else who's going through a certain thing. And I'll, I'll be like, yo, it's okay. You're definitely gonna get through it. So I have to do that to myself, okay, right? Yes. Yes. Um, set my limits because mm-hmm. I am a good per- I believe I am a good person. <laughs> okay. And if you, you say so. If I say if so. If you say so, you're yeah. a good person. And um, obviously, you get people who take advantage of that. So you gotta set those boundaries. <laughs> That's true. I have issues with setting boundaries. Yeah, I've learned to set. Like, <laughs> the last year, I've set so many boundaries, and it's not like saying, oh, you, 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 friends, no. <laughs> new me, new me. No, it, it has not been in that way, but yeah. like in a situation where I create on a constant flow, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely going to be with people who are always creating. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to make time for people who do feel like, who make me feel toxic. Yeah. I won't make time because I do not have that time for them, right? <laughs> so, uh, one of the other things um, so <laughs> would be um, uh, learning to express myself in the way I believe is the right way. Mm-hmm. So, if I believe that, that, um, I'm a joyful person and somebody it's bo- somebody's bothered by that. This guy's always in a happy mood. How's that possible? And that's how like, weird is it that you know that's an issue? <laughs> it's always an issue. Like that guy, man. Why is he always happy? Why am I always happy? Yeah. It's not an issue to me. It's 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 an actually it's a good thing. It is it is a good thing. Stay Perspective. Happy. Stay happy is healthy, literally. And I've accepted myself for that man. I'm a happy kid, I'm a joyful kid, so I'm always gonna stay that way. <laughs> how do how do you guys do self care? Like for me, self care is what I do. It's like some girls go and they get their nails done. So obviously there's the um there's the things you do inside, like your heart, looking after yourself, getting rid of toxic friendships, you know, making time for people who make time for you, mm-hmm. learning to say no mm-hmm. and not feeling bad and feeling like you're a horrible person for yeah. saying no. You know, or one thing I realized about saying no is I, I, I don't say no because I realized that that's not for me. I can't say no to someone, I, but I realized I have to say something to get like I have to say things like um, so some of the ways that I've been, you know, putting boundaries with people is like I'll get back to you. 
mm. or I will, I will let you know. I don't have time that right now, but if I do, I'll get back to you. Mm. So they go knowing that Lydia doesn't have time. Mm -hmm. But if she does, she will get in touch with me. Yeah. Rather than me saying no, because to me, saying no seems like a harsh thing. Mm. But I need to get out of that mindset as well. I need to be able to say no, like I don't got the time. But that's one thing that I've done to kind of like be able to get out of that um, Getting people, you know, using you to do things. Like yeah. for me, like, cause like, sometimes I create things like graphically sometimes and I get people from like churches, they'll be like, oh, can you make me this? And then, cause they're from church, I feel guilty for saying <laughs> no, but now, and then I'll, I'll, then what will happen is like, I'll have a lot of things to do. I'm so busy that I have so many things to do that I don't do what I need to do correctly. Like my personal things, I don't do my work correctly and I don't even get to help them out properly because I'm like trying to do everything at once. So I've, I'm starting to learn to be like, you know, I'll get back to you. Yeah. So for me, when I do self care, I do things like you know um for me i like going to the beach like for example i like going to the beach so i do swimming every morning at 8 a.m i go swimming on saturdays i do it every week and um i've realized like for me i was trying to do like i was talking on my podcast how i wanted to do exercise but i'm not good at exercise so that wasn't that wasn't very like self-love for me it wasn't i felt like i felt like it was torture to go <laughs> self-torture it was more self-torture than self-love do you know what i mean yeah. so like I, I started doing swimming and i realized like swimming for me makes me think you know makes me breathe because I, I struggle breathing uh -huh. even on land <laughs> even, <laughs> even on land I'm, I'm hardly breathing so i'm like so i'm like swimming and i'm like you know what i mean but at the same time it's helping me to do those things i feel i feel amazing i feel like oh my god i worked out today too do you know mm. what i mean so what do you guys do like, or what do you do like what do you do for self-love what do i do for self-love first thing i'd say ooh, um i well i haven't done it in a while but i used to wake up for sunrises yes so i would leave my house whatever time it is i have to catch the sunrise go to the city so around i'm not going to tell you my spot but a lot of people i've seen it yeah people know my spot <laughs> i've like, seen it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because nobody's gonna wake up at that time and come to my spot exactly so um yeah wake up for sunrise and that is the best moment ever because nobody is there yeah you are the only person it's probably you the seagulls and the, the fishermen that's it yeah but you get a lot of time to reflect it's a bit windy the sun is coming up yeah it's chilly so you got nothing to do and nobody's awake for you to, for you to go on your phone to start texting people right so like it is a good self-reflection time for myself yeah second thing would be meditation yeah so obviously i put my gadgets on the one side of the room i'm gonna sit in the other corner and then i just sit down and you meditate i don't even meditate i just sit down just sit down and get deep in my thoughts and i don't i try to do journaling but it's pretty hard but i do give it time once in a while yeah and i journal and yeah meditation sports but i don't do sports man i try <laughs> nah, sports. you nah. know it's not for everyone it's i've not realized and i'm one to, of those people who i don't. used to do sports you know it was good it was good but yeah. at the moment now uh what else cooking you like cooking, cooking yes if um, Girls, if you're listening to this, hit in Maria. Yo, you got a man who can cook. Baby girl, I can make you a meal. <laughs> I can make you a five course meal. I can cook. Yeah. So obviously, I started with breakfast, but yeah. breakfast is not a meal. So I'll go with, uh, and I would like test out different ingredients. Yeah. I'll literally go YouTube and Google that shit, yeah. that stuff, and even go shopping and find spices. 
I cannot have cook now. Yeah, so yeah. when I'm in the kitchen, but I love being in the kitchen by myself. Mm-hmm. If you're in the kitchen, okay, probably you're gonna help me cut stuff, but you're not helping me with the pot and now get away from it. That's my that is my zone. That is my yeah, yeah. self reflection zone. If it's not that, it's washing dishes as well. You like washing dishes? Oh washing my god! <laughs> Put that thing on hot water to the end and wash those dishes. And so things like that that keep my hands moving, yeah. which I know something that keeps my hands moving, yeah, makes me think a lot. Yeah. Which is a good thing, which yeah. is why I try to do a lot of things that keep make my hand moving, right? Mm-hmm. So if probably I'm I'm, I'm I'm reading, I cannot. Oh, reading, my hand is one place. Yeah. Just my head or my eyes. Unless the, you were doing this. Unless the other was doing this, it would yeah, be yeah. very fun. Even yeah. at work, I'm always using my hands. Yeah. And my my coworker, she says it all the time. She's like, "Yo, snap out of it, come yeah. back." Every time yeah. I'm zoned out, yeah. and I. Have I have a little notepad where I write all my ideas when I'm yeah. at work. I tell them, hold on a second. Yeah. I write it down. Boom. So things that keep my hands moving, I literally, I, I just try, try and do more, and more things. So cooking. Yeah. Um, it's finding your thing, like what you were saying before, like with writing. You, can, you can't tell people to start writing. I can't tell people to start like going swimming in the morning. Um, and I can't tell people to do what I do because yeah. what works for me doesn't work because like my friend was like Yeah, I like waking up at 6 a.m. And going to the gym. She took me for two like for two weeks I'm surprised I even lasted two weeks. <laughs> we went there every morning man like obviously I saw some results I was like, oh, I like this Ooh. but like I, it was not my thing. She's like, I feel so relaxed. Now I can have a great day. I'm like, now nah, me making my bed, uh-huh. but I can never, I will never, and I can never leave my bed unmade. Mm. That's a pet peeve for me. Like I will feel anxious even at work because mm. I've made it a thing. I think like if I can make my bed, I've already achieved something in the day. So I make my bed. Mm-hmm. If my bed is made, and then um, I don't have to go swimming every day, but I wake up and I write in my journal. Uh-huh. I feel like that's a great start for me if I can do that. And I wake up and I pray. I feel like I'm in the good mood. It's all with like meditation and being in the presence where you're just in focus. And one thing I've been trying, I haven't been succeeding because I've been texting you like late. So it's trying to sleep away from my phone. Because my phone's there, my laptop's there, everything's on. You know what I mean? Like I tried for a few weeks and then... <laughs> it came back. It came it back. Just, it just finds its way. It finds. It pulls back. But it's starting from today again, I'm starting again. That's good. I'm starting Honestly, again. Honestly, people should find their ways. Yeah, um, find your way. Yeah. One thing to try is solitude. That I won't say it's for some people, but it is for for a lot of people to try because we look at us. We literally. We okay. So if we're at work, great. We're around people, so we wouldn't get that soft time. So ask to sit down and think about ourselves. Great. And then when. When we're by ourselves, let's say we're on the train, going home, we're definitely going to plug in that earphone yeah. and then listen to music and then we're going to scroll on our You phone. never get quiet. You never get quiet. Mm-hmm. Great from that, you're going to get home and then you're going to pop, you're going to, you're going to pop some music and get into the shower. It's still noise going on. You're going to come out of the shower, get dressed and then you're, going to, you're, going to, you're still playing some music and then you're going to go downstairs, have some dinner and turn on the TV. Watch the TV. Watch the TV while you're eating and texting at the same time. You literally... There's no moment you're, you're giving to yourself. Self to, yes. After that, oh damn man, I'm sleepy. You're gonna go upstairs, reply to some messages, blah 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 blah. Fall asleep while typing. Fall asleep while texting and everything. And wake up to the and phone. And then wake up, alarm, <laughs> same routine. You're on your yeah. way to the stage. Oh, one thing I, I, I made a I made a habit, a really healthy habit, is I don't listen to music in the first three hours of the morning. Yeah. So I let I let my like the way I wake up is I, I try to stay in that zone until been there at least mm-hmm. so i don't listen to music on my way to the station i try to let my ears blow 
and have some I have some really good fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, at that time while I'm walking to the station I I try not to be on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally just walking and thinking, walking and thinking. So if you do love yourself, I believe you would give your t- yourself, yourself some, the respect. The respect and the time to yourself. Quiet. For you to reflect quietly, mm-hmm. it's gonna sound so weird. You don't even have to go for t- thirty minutes. Go for twenty minutes. That's you know, I'll be hearing voices sometimes. Yeah, that's the whole part. I'll be hearing voices. Like, I, like last night, I was on my bed and it was quiet, yeah. and then I started hearing something. You start hearing random things, and that's the whole part of it. You start hearing things, and after that, you start hearing going your, crazy. You start hearing yourself. Go crazy, then you hear yourself. Yeah. But I would say. Practice solitude, practice staying by yourself, not doing anything. Yeah. For at least even five to ten minutes. That's how you start. I agree. Five to ten minutes. I agree. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. This was amazing. I feel like you guys would have a little bit of understanding of how guys really feel. I I always ask people who come on the podcast to give a quote or something that they live by. Uh, So can you give it to us before you go? So ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) if you follow me, or if you watch my stuff. Also, like, share, like, your details for your IG. If you want. Okay, great. So, alright. So, if you do follow me, if you don't follow me, but now you know, my phrase is always called, trust the process, right? And the process is different for everybody, which is why I say the process, right? I just could say trust, um, trust yourself, trust, trust um, your spirit, trust in God, right? And that is the process which is different for everybody else, but trust the process for me is trusting myself that I am capable of being greater than I am, mm-hmm. or I am capable of being in a better position than I am right now, or whatever I'm going through, I can heal and become better. Or if if I'm in a really ha- oh yeah, if I'm if I'm in a really happy place right now, I know that I acknowledge that there is a time that's going to come where. I'm gonna go downhill and, I'm, and the emotions are gonna hit me, but the process is I'm gonna go down and come back up, down mm-hmm. and come back up. You fall and you rise. You fall and you rise. Even with my creative process, I might have a creative drought right now, but I know it's the best time to rest, but I'm gonna come back up and stronger. So trust the process is my line. And if you do wanna read my, my blog, Birds Are Not Crying, if you don't read, if you like listening to audios, there's a SoundCloud to that. If you don't like audios, if you like videos, there's a video to that. If you no don't, excuses. No excuses. If you just like scrolling on Instagram or pictures, there is a link to that too. <laughs> so I've given you all four videos of storytelling. Yeah. There's no excuse there. So my Instagram and my Twitter and my Snapchat and my SoundCloud and my YouTube is under the name of Invite, which is I I N T. W A R I. So I I N T W A R I. Inwari. I was like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Inwari, for coming here and just sharing, you know, the process and everything you're doing. Yeah. Um, one thing that I can say that I learned from today is that, you know, like trust the process, like you just said, and also like understand that, you know, what works for me might not work for someone else. Like, yeah. we're all, we all have different. Um, ways that we deal with certain things and mm. that's what makes us unique that's what makes us different that's what makes us us mm, do you know what yeah. I mean but so find your own thing and try everything out you don't have to have it right now you just have to be in the process yeah I like that trust the process trust so you just process. have to be in the process of finding that thing yeah. and you will find it and your process is different exactly a hundred percent so thank you guys for listening and I hope to see you on the next podcast and who knows who the next 
guess will be oh he might be in Wadi again if you, want, if you guys want me again just, <laughs> just say the word I'll come back I can talk for days yeah um, alright thank you guys and yeah see you in the next podcast and guys thank you so much for tuning in please do share this with your friends your family anyone who has an ear like I said share it with them and if you've already forgotten my social media account it's Lydia Noella with AAA at the end and follow us on unplugged.official